Welcome everyone to another episode of Yanks in Europe with my co-hosts David. How y'all doing guys? And Guillermo. What's up, what's up? We've got a lot to talk about today with three World Cup qualifiers coming starting next week on September 2nd. We're going to have three games in the course of eight days. So we're going to break down what we want to see with the upcoming roster that should be announced in a couple days. But before we jump into that, we've got a weekend of action to review. David, uh, what went on across Europe with all the American players? Yeah, I'm going to start over in the Serie A. I think a uh, huge shout out for one of uh, a young American, Tanner Tessman, making his Serie A debut with Venencia FC. Obviously, he just made that transfer this summer with uh, Buzio following after him a couple weeks later. Um, so he, he got subbed in about the 75th minute, play, played uh, a solid uh, 15 minutes, uh, what it uh, really looked like. Um, he, he's a big, a big body over there. Um, definitely look forward to seeing him get some more minutes and being able to play in Serie A since a young age. Uh, that, that's excellent for him. Um, Buzio was not included on this roster as, you know, he just made that transfer about a week ago. He's still under the COVID protocols to where quarantine, um, you know, for a certain amount of time, then, you know, get into training. So we can definitely expect Buzio to start getting in these rosters within the next few weeks. Uh, see Buzio, hopefully, you know, get to see Buzio and Testament uh, start start next to each other uh, for Venencia. But as for that, um, also for Juventus, McKinney was not included in their game day roster for the first match Juventus just had. Um, the reasoning was not because he wasn't fit or COVID or anything. It's just because he had too many yellow cards from last season. Um, which we've talked about in the past. Like, I just think that's a dumb rule, how your yellow cards from the season prior will transfer over to the first game for the next season. Um, so because of that, he didn't play at all. And then uh, we'll also just give a shout-out to Chris Richards uh, getting his first uh, couple of competitive minutes for Bayern this year, getting subbed on in the 88th minute. Um, kind of garbage time, but at the end of the day, uh, they had a one-goal lead. They ended up winning 3-2, to two, so he did his job. Yeah, for sure. Out of all the... um you know, performances over the weekend. I got to say, I liked Tyler Adams' performance on Friday for Leipzig. Jesse Marsh got his first win, uh, you know, as a manager in the German league. So that was uh, really cool to see. Uh, he was so close to scoring earlier in that game uh, to, you know, hope, was looking to put Leipzig up to nothing. They went on to win. I think it was 4-0, um, mm -hmm. but just, you know, uh, back and forth game, honestly. Uh, both teams had, you know, a fair amount of chances, but all of Leipzig seemed to go in. But it, it was a, you know, a little Friday uh, refresher to get you ready for the weekend, you know, as we're just starting to get into all of the leagues, I think, have all started, all the top five, at least in mm -hmm. Europe. So with uh, yep. Italy starting. But it was it was pretty a uh, pretty good game. Um, also, just kind of sad news, I guess. Christian Pulisic did uh, end up coming down with COVID. He's fully vaccinated, so he said he didn't have any any kind of um you know reactions to it but that did hit, rule him out of the london derby on sunday against arsenal which chelsea won 2-0 um i gotta say this probably hurts his uh his odds starting the game against liverpool this weekend if he's you know ready for it because another really good performance from chelsea but pulisic didn't play yeah no it, it definitely definitely hurts his uh chances you would hope to see him in this in in the roster maybe if he's not starting at least to come in as a substitute against liverpool that would definitely make all the supporters of the national team feel a lot better seeing him be able to play during the weekend because then we'll definitely know he'll be ready to come next uh the following week for world cup qualifiers because that is a question right now that's out that's out there you know yes he's fully vaccinated um you know he doesn't really have too many symptoms but at the end of the day there's covid restrictions you have to isolate for a certain amount of time frame and then especially when we're traveling from country to country you don't know how that's going to be with somebody who's just had it you know maybe he's not fully fit it can be something to where he may not even play the first, you know, game against El Salvador, but 
I definitely expect him to you know be starting against that in the Canada match, the, the second game. Um, but yeah, what about uh, over uh, in France with the, the Marseille incident? I'd say that that's probably the the biggest talking point oh, yeah. of the weekend. I mean, I think we would uh, even if Conrad De La Fuente wasn't a Marseille player, we would find time to bring this into discussion just because of how absolutely wild it was. Um, I think it was a 77th mm-hmm. minute. Uh, nice fans, you know, um, kind of battering the Marseille players quite a bit throughout the match. If anybody was able to catch it, and mm-hmm. Dimitri Payet got just fed up with it, which I, you know, I don't blame him for getting mad yeah, about no. it. Maybe yeah, there could have the- been a different action than uh, throwing the bottle for just, you know, he was hit in the leg, I think, with a bottle. It, it, was, the, it was in the back. Yes. And the, and the, the images, and <laughs> yeah, he got hit. Like, yeah, the images, like, after the match, you see, like, an image of his back. I mean, it's yeah. completely bruised up. It, it was even bleeding. Like, it's, it's a full-on, like, you know, bottle that just he got struck in the back. So, I mean, it's going to hurt. Um, so, you know, he goes back and throws into the, into the crowd and, you know, the crowd doesn't appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like all, you know, everything just broke loose at that point. There wasn't enough security to hold everybody back. I mean, I don't even know how many security guards you would need for a full stadium like that anyway, but it's just mm-hmm. absolutely wild scenes. Um, I know Malice at the Palace just got put on Netflix a couple of weeks ago, reminded me of, uh, of that over with what yeah. happened. Ron Artest, yeah. <laughs> but just absolutely insane. I mean, you're seeing all these different video angles of uh, fans getting sucker punched by subs and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not what you want to see, um, but it is getting Conrad ready for what he's going to do in CONCACAF. Um, you know, we all remember Gio Reyna, you know, being 19 years old, getting hit in the face by a beer. I don't know if some got in his mouth. Is that illegal? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like this is sadly it's stuff that you probably will have to deal with at some point um being you yeah. know especially in conflict you, know, con- you got Concacaf, and you have like parts of europe just you know they're they're crazy with their football and i understand mm-hmm. um you know you get a little too much in you and you know your team's uh either performing too well or not well enough and things can get out of hand i mean that game was a really good match besides the besides the incident, the incident but Guillermo, yeah. uh, i kind of want to hear your thoughts on like should should Payet have uh, taken a little different direction? Um, also, I'm, the worst part about this is that Marseille has to forfeit the match because they didn't want to continue playing. So the French league said, "Fine, you'll lose three nothing." Yeah, uh, I I don't think it's fair. Um, it's just they they weren't guaranteed the player safety, and that was the reasoning why they did not want to go back out there. They came back, they came you know came out on social media saying, "Oh yeah, uh, you know, Lee Owen wants us to continue the match. They want us to finish." Nice is out here waiting for us, but you know, they don't show up. Uh, player safety should always come first. I completely yeah. understand. So it's just like, if, you know, if half of your team just got assaulted by the opposing <laughs> team's crowd, <laughs> I'm so, not coming back out there. I'm not coming back out there. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I could probably say some of the players want to go out there and they, they're ready to throw down, but it's just like at the end of the day, I mean, how many thousands of fans do you have up in that crowd compared oh, sure. to, you know, the 20 or 30 overall people you have uh, i mean if know, i'm the manager team doctors everybody. these are people that don't want their players getting out there because they know exactly what's going to happen if they didn't yeah. and agree, i mean agree. was emptying the stadium a possibility i don't know i didn't read anything like that but i think that mm-hmm. should have been step one was all right we'll get this to be an empty house give us 30 minutes yeah. everybody will be out of here and we'll finish this mm-hmm. match yeah yeah because yep. they, you can force people out yeah i mean you just get tell people out no close for the rest of the match and then you know it would have been safe at that point um no def, definitely crazy scenes def, definitely crazy I know if, um, you know, you said managers and doctors, you know, they need to go in and step in and fight to protect their um, their players as well. They can't be sitting out. They got to jump in there. No, but I think fans need to um, realize what the severity of how much they're ruining the game of soccer. I mean, 
you this is there's been multiple incidents i mean even like with the whole mexico chant things about being homophobic and stuff ruining also like you know we watched um i believe it was mexico guatemala game i believe it was mm-hmm. that got paused where, for like 20 yeah minutes. they yeah. got paused like 20 30 minutes because they kept chanting yeah. this you know it's already prohibited by fifa they're not allowed yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it like fans need to realize that yeah, I mean, and you it's can't a worldwide keep issue. This stuff yeah. up, like you know, and it's not just I'm just trying to pick on Mexican fans or anything, but like, yeah, that's just an example. You know, you guys, fans, got to realize that the soccer is for is for the fans. You know, they mm-hmm. play for you guys. That's the reason why they're mm-hmm. out there. I mean, they play, they try to entertain you guys as much as they can. They try to do everything. So don't ruin it just by you get mad. Or you want to fucking um, fist fight somebody, like. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like yeah. the, the greatest thing to do or anything like that. Like uh, throw bottles, throw stuff like that's just yeah. disrespectful. Like you're not respecting the game of soccer. And at the end of the day, that's something you shouldn't be doing. I know one more point before we uh, get into the World Cup qualifying roster. Do, yeah. do you guys think that um, things like this would be going on if we hadn't have had like 15 to 18 months without fans in the stadiums? Uh, so I, I really was about to bring that point up. I, I think that is definitely part of the thing with COVID and everything being shut down. You know, nobody's able to go out. Nobody's seen a game in so long. And so now they're finally coming back and people just don't know how to act. Um, But just to carry on from the Mexico, I mean, what, we just saw what happened in the Euros with England. Um, when England lost, yeah, there was nobody in the crowd, but just like all the hate on social media. With oh, all beating the up Italian remarks. fans when I mean, they're trying to leave. There wasn't yeah, anything. yeah, they were even, jumping even them. The Italian I mean, it was fans. coming yeah. to Rome either regardless, social, you know. On social media with, you know, Rashford and Saka and all, you know, getting uh, Sancho, everybody. But nothing at Grealish who missed a pen. They're, yeah. They were far yes, nicer yeah. to him. So it, it's definitely a, a big issue with, with, like, the whole sport in general. And I think definitely it needs to be looked at worldwide. Like, hey, this can't be happening. If this is happening, like, fans need to be thrown out. Games need to be suspended your team will lose this game if this is not like that eventually that's going to be the thing that's going to have people change once yeah. once you're in a world cup qualifier and your team has to forfeit a game and lose three nothing because of the crowd that's when stuff will change until they do that nothing will change i opinion. agree with you but i still think that fans don't really care I yeah mean, i think i think what would affect them more is no fan yeah. like if you if you come over here and you say the game suspended you guys are losing three nothing Mm-hmm. It's just gonna rile them up more. No, yeah, I agree. And I don't like they like I said, they just gotta be respectful of the game. Like you guys just can't be doing this crap day in and day out. Like you know, show the respect to the players. I mean, they're there, they're the ones taking the physical toll. You're just there, you pay the money to watch them. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not watching a gladiator fight, you know, you're watching <laughs> for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And, it's not just, you know, in soccer. I mean, you can bring up every other sport. There but, was one in football last week. Yeah, I mean, every like, single week we can have this conversation. It's ridiculous. They decided yeah. to throw down, you know, the Giants. I know that for a fact. But it's, you, as a fan, you just got to, you know, realize if it's a loss, take it respectfully. No one's going to sit here and talk smack to you. Or if anything, it's friendly banter. You know, you take it out outside. But don't force it onto the players where it will hurt the players and it will hurt your team in the long run. For sure, for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully FIFA steps in a little bit more. I think um, 
FIFA likes to put whatever they want on social medias and say, oh, you know, we're behind the players and we're behind this. You, it's the actions that uh, that are going to speak a lot louder than words and tweets and this and that. Um, but I think uh, it's a good time to carry on to that World Cup qualifying roster. And uh, Guillermo, I'll let you lead this off. All right. So for us, I know that we talked about it, discussed about what we should think we should be bringing in. For goalkeepers, um, we have Michael Turner, Stefan, and Horn. Horath, Horath, sorry Horvath, about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, defenders, we have probably just for the center backs right now, we have um, Brooks, Miles Robinson, Mackenzie Richards, and Rim. I don't know exactly much about Rim. Uh, that was more of a David Lamb's choice. I think Timberman will be healthy enough to be coming back in that position and take over at. Yeah, let's break um, down the center backs. I mean, a little bit because I think we yeah. can be in agreement. I'd I'd be shocked if we're wrong on the three goalkeepers. Um, yeah, there's not mm-hmm. a name that I think should be coming over all any of those guys. I think we have yeah. our top three, and then there's a big gap between who's number four. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the center Agreed. backs is is a big spot where. Yeah, that's a big talking point. I think one question people will have in talking about the center back position was, you know. James Sands, but you know, we have James Sands as a center defensive mid, so people do not get confused. Mm-hmm. He does play both positions, so that's the reason why we actually have him in our midfield and um roster instead of our defensive roster. But yeah. go ahead, David, explain it to him. Yeah, um, so I think uh, you know, Brooks obviously is the number one. Um, if mm-hmm. Polistic wasn't on this team, I think Brooks is probably captaining in the uh, you know, the roster. Um, mm-hmm. Robinson, after his performance in the gold cup, I mean, was fantastic. Uh Number two in your book, David, right now? Uh, I would say so. I think I think that Gold Cup performance was better than Mark McKenzie's performance in Nations League. Uh, you know, obviously mm-hmm. he had that huge mistake against uh, Mexico giving up that early goal, but he did bounce back. Credit to Mark McKenzie. I mean, he could have folded into a shell and he, you know, he could have been dominated all game, but he did turn stuff around. But Miles Robinson right now, I think Miles Robinson is that number two guy um, and he's going to be starting with Brooks. And I aren't they are both the same side center back though, that, and that's that's the thing. They're both left center backs, and and that's where there's like, all right, well, can Miles play on the right side? If he can, yes, you put him there. But at the end of the day, it's just like, all right, well, Mark McKenzie plays on the right side. Uh, Chris Richards, he's also on the right side. So you know, you maybe you see one of them uh, starting. The only reason I personally have Tim Reen in this combo is just because Burlhalter likes to have the older veterans there who. It's not that they don't deserve to be there. Like um, Tim Ream, he definitely deserves to be there for World Cup qualifying. He's been around the national team long enough to where if he's on this roster, th- there's a reason. He's he's definitely not going to be a part of World Cup come Qatar next year, which is kind of you're just like, all right, well, if he's not going to be a part of the World Cup, why is he even on this roster? But um, to Guillermo's point with Walker Zimmerman, the only reason I don't have him down here is because he did pick up that injury in the Gold Cup. Um, I do know he just finally came back with uh, Nashville, played a full 90 minutes, um, you know, uh, over the weekend. So that, that's good for him. Um, so if he can, you know, if, if he can come through and they're like, all right, well, he's fully fit, he's fully healthy, I think Zimmerman gets that spot over Tim Ring. Yeah, I mean, Zimmerman can make a shout for the starting spot if he's in, you know, full health yeah, also. Yeah, 100%, because him and Robinson play this, the right side. They're both on, They're both that right center back position to where that's the position we're looking at, um, you know, to fill beside John Brooks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just another name to shout out there. I'm not sure um, if Matt Miazga could get in this. Um, I know t- today, actually, he just had his first training, um, you know, over with um, with Alaves in the um, in Spain. So 
I, I doubt it personally. I think, uh, you know, if he's not guaranteed some, some game time, he probably wants to, you know, be, uh, be getting to know his new teammates, um, getting to learn like his new home. I mean, probably want to get a custom over to Spain a little bit before taking off for the United States in eight days. Um, but let's bring this onto the wingbacks. I think, uh, David, you've got a few names here that are hundred percent and then, um, some maybes. Yeah, so I, I, I would say with with our fullbacks, uh, so Gino Dest, hundred percent, you know he's going to be there. Uh, Anton Robinson, you know he's going to be there at the left back position. Um, I have uh, Reggie Cannon as your second right back. Then I also have Sam Vines. Um, you know, I arguably, if you're looking at the roster and you're going by who plays what position, Sam Vines is technically that second left back position behind Robinson. We know Dest technically is your first right back and left back, but I think our best lineup is with Des on the right and then Robinson at the left. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, in that case, uh, Vines is there to be that second left back option for you. And then that fifth fullback position, it's uh, so I have DeAndre Yedlin down. Um, it could be Shaq Moore. He obviously played really, really well during that Gold Cup. So I would not be surprised at all if we saw Shaq Moore. Um, we'll, but at the end of the day, Yevlin is still, you know, only 27. I mean, he, he's been around the national team for a while now, uh, but I could definitely, I think that last position is up between Yevlin and Amore. And uh, it kind of just depends on whoever Burhalter wants to go with um, for, for that fullback position. Yeah. I, um, I kind of think I'd rather see Yedlin. I know, um, you know, he came in in the nation's league and I thought he uh, performed pretty well, not yeah. going anything against how Shaq Moore played in the, in the gold cup whatsoever though. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was room for both of these guys, honestly. Um, no, 100%, yeah. It's, th- it's three matches in eight days. Um, I think you're going to get your starting lineup in game one, and it might be totally different in the second one against Canada. I wouldn't be shocked at all, would you? No, I, no, I can definitely can see that, especially with this roster being able to beat up the 28 players. And I fully expect Berhalter to bring 28 players, which would be the smart thing to do because you're going to want the fresh bodies to work. Like you said, if you need to change your roster from game one to game two to game three, I don't see... All three lineups are going to be different. I don't think we're going to have any of these three games that's the same lineup from game to game to game. I think it's all going to be like a combination of different guys, which does with this talent, the player pool right now is so deep now to where mm-hmm. we can have different combinations and, you know, still be, um, you know, still be good with that. But How yeah, many keepers three, play, you think? Um, I, I'd, I, I would say. I still think two. one plays. Yeah, I mean. I, most likely one uh, you would like to see more than one but i guess it kind of depends on how that one does like if he comes out and gets, you know lets out three goals three, one against game, el salvador or something like that i think there's gonna be a change in goal yeah especially if there's keeper mistakes um but probably only one keeper the putt plays um but you know that that pretty much wraps it up for our defense like Guillermo mentioned um sands is not there because we have him listed down as a cdm which we're about to get into our midfield uh, discussion just who we want to see there um so david do you want to kick it off with uh, who we have there for the midfielders yeah so um obviously sebastian legette should um not not based on our point of view of like where players are ranking in the midfield but who has been called to every single camp no matter what country the, this team is playing in Sebastian Legette. So Sebastian Legette. Yep. Name one, uh Legette. Gio Reyna, <laughs> we've got in the midfield. Uh Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, uh, and Kellen Acosta, I think are all you're guaranteed they're gonna be on this squad. Um, if any of them aren't, I will be shocked. Um, it has to be from an injury or something else. Um, COVID protocol. I don't who knows. Um, a team not letting them, because that could be a possibility. Um, you know, I know um Reyna wasn't able to go to the gold cup like because they 
you know, weren't going to let him. So even if he was asked, he wasn't going to be able to go. Um, mm-hmm. Acosta, totally how he played in the Gold Cup, deserves uh, 100% spot. deserves it, yeah. Probably Adams' backup, backup Adams. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yep, and I could definitely see him maybe starting one of the games mm-hmm. if Adam, if they don't want Adams playing all three or even coming in as a sub for Adams. And Acosta definitely deserves it. He he was excellent. Him and Miles Robinson, probably the two standouts from that Gold Cup uh, team. Uh, there was, you know, we had a lot of good good performances. Obviously, uh, Matt Turner, you know, track more, but I think those two are two bright spots um, to come in. But yeah, w- with the midfield, it we have Gio Reyna as a midfielder. I think that's his true position. That's what he plays for Borussia Dortmund. So if and you've seen any, well, when he does it really well, their counterattack is deadly. And yes, obviously they have Erlen Holland, they have the and, best, you know, maybe Marco the best Royce. Yeah. yeah, but at the end of the day, it's just like, all right, you put Gio in the midfield look at look at us we have Polisic, then you can have conrad you can have sergeant or hoppy i mean that's three deadly attackers mm-hmm. with geo in the midfield i mean that 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 and i think that's where we're going to be at our best right now um especially with musa not going to be here musa is still hurt you know recovering mm-hmm. back and um you know with valencia obviously he's, he's training 100%. a little bit now though, he so is training yeah news. so if he was 100 percent and he's on this roster i was like okay maybe you put Gio on the right wing but without that I think your midfield, your your top three midfielders are Geo McKinney, Adams. You have Legette there. You're going to have Acosta, and then who I, I would love to see Julian Green. That's like that's a name that's, that's been floated around within the last year. Everybody's like, All right, what is he going to get called to this roster? Will he get called here? And he just he hasn't been called back. But they they always say Julian Green is going to get his chance. You know, we're in communications with him. I think this could be a good chance for him. His he's now up in the Bundesliga. I potentially would love to see him there. I mean, you're when you're looking at this, you're like, all right, Julian Green, or maybe where Eric does he fit, William- kind of thing. Maybe Eric Williamson from Portland Timbers. He played really well in the Gold Cup, and I think him and Julian Green are kind of that same position to where they might be the backup to Weston McKinney mm-hmm. um, to come in and play that position. So I think the, it's kind of up between them two. And then we also have James Sands on here um, as another CDM. That would be your third CDM. Yeah. But like we all also said, if Berhalter wants to come out and play a, a you know a five back to where you have three center backs, that puts Sands into that center into that middle center back position to where he's starting if they if they run three center backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have him listed as a CDM because that's his true position that he plays in club. Yeah. Um, but if we do go five back, I could definitely see James Sands. Uh, he would be our most... best on ball center back if we went five back. I think hundred percent, and, um, and that's the the perks of him playing CDM. And I, I don't want to forget about uh, you know Buzio um, and. and I don't think Buzio is going to be on this roster. It would kind of surprise me if he is. It has it's nothing to do with him. He has talent. I just don't think it's his time yet with him mm-hmm. only being 19. Um, but if he can go over to Venencia and, you know, ball out and play really well yeah. over the next couple of months, World Cup qualifying, it's going to last until, you know, 2022, early 2022 when it's going to be done. So there's plenty of camps and there's going to be plenty of opportunities for some of these guys that won't be on this roster to where they can be on rosters that are further down the line. Yeah. And I, as much as I hate to say it, injuries are going to happen. Um, yep. You know, they do all the time. Need replacements at some point. Also um, with Buzio in his, like in his quarantine at the moment, mm-hmm. the odds of him, you know, flying to the United States or flying to El Salvador uh, next week when he still hasn't really joined his club fully yet are very low. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I just wanted to give him a quick mention. Yeah, for sure. I'd love just, to see him on it. Um, I like watching him play. I, and it's like, I think, I, I think his upside is minutes, so well. I think, isn't he? Yeah. Because our midfield's kind of, I mean, the, even with Venezia, though, like, I, yeah. I, I don't it, know. It, it's going to be tough. Um, But he's such a young player. And I think he has such a, a bright upside to where mm-hmm. if he can get to that full potential, he could definitely be a really, really good player for the national team. Um, But 
We're done with midfields. I think forwards is going to be the biggest talking point outside of, you know, center backs. Um, mm-hmm. So w- with the forwards, everybody knows that the number nine position is the biggest question mark right now when it comes to the national team. Um, so we'll, before we talk about our number nines who we have, let's just start with the wingers. Who, who do we have down for our wingers? Obviously we don't have Gio as a winger. He's a midfielder, but David, how about you, uh, you know, just go over the wingers we have uh, down for this roster. Yeah. So obviously, um, Christian Pulisic, given that, uh, if he's out of COVID protocols and everything with what's going on over in London at the moment, should yep. be there. Um, Conrad De La Fuente has earned a roster spot. hundred yeah. percent with how he's playing at Marseille. Yeah. Um, Timmy way, I would like to see, uh, join, also, um, Aronson, whether you think he's a cam or a winger, um, he's playing really, really well right now. He scored a yeah. 90, uh, 90th minute winner uh, over the week. Uh, just not not a 90th minute winner technically because they do have the second leg to go. But yeah, that one goal lead heading into the second match, trying to get them into the group stage of the Champions League. That would be awesome for him to get some Champions League experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Hoppy, uh, depending on if you think he's a striker or a winger, I like him more as a winger. Um, all of those names, I think, are pretty um, pretty much set up to join the squad. Um, I'd be shocked yeah. if they're not. And then you've got the striker position that's kind of up for grabs. But um, I, I know, David, you've probably got Sargent at the top of your list at who should be starting. Yeah, I, d- I have Sargent. I feel like I've had Sargent at the top of my list this, you know, this whole time. We've had you know talks where, all right, well, DK might you know be able to get this position or you know, Hoppies look really good. Zardes has looked good. Um, the thing with Zardes, we'll mention, we don't have Zardes on this roster, and it's just because he has picked up an injury. Um, so with Zardes being injured, that will open the door for potentially another striker to be included on this team. But we have Josh Sargent here. Hoppy, I have him down as a striker. And then we also have uh, Sebuchu from uh, Young Boys. So those are your three also strikers. also scored in the Champions League qualifying. Exactly. He, all, he, he scores. He, he sees all, all the time. Young boys. Um, and he also had that goal in the semifinals of Nations League. Um, so he, he's scoring. Uh, that, those are three good striker positions. Uh, I think all three will get a chance to play if they're on this roster. Uh, with this being a 28-man roster, I have DK down just to be that fourth option. It could be him, uh, or they could pull like a you know a fast one, and then you know you might see um, Pepe from uh, FC Dallas, the, the young guy um, who just kind of scores and assists every single game. Really and like that's the that's happen. the one that everybody's talking about. Everybody's like, oh, we need to get him out here. We'll put him on the Give roster. We can have we can have 28 men. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Um, so definitely with that 28 men roster, with Zardes being hurt, there is like an extra spot open for a striker. It will be interesting to see who we come in. Uh, you know who comes in and is on this team. But I think from the start, Josh Sargent will start up front, depending yep. on his performance. Um, We'll go from there. I do. I don't think he'll be a ninety-minute player. I, I still think if Sergeant plays, he'll probably be subbed out in the sixty-fifth, seventieth minute for whoever they're going to bring in after that. I think that's where Hoppy can be real dangerous, to where he's a sub coming on in the sixty-fifth, seventieth minute and just running, making uh, you know great runs uh, in behind the defense. Yeah, I want to get your guys' opinion on two. Uh, well, one thing in regards to two players. There's two players who we've named in the forwards that haven't played any minutes since the Gold Cup. And with Daryl DK and Matthew Hoppe, do you think that keeps them off this roster? Uh, I think Casper is off the roster. I don't think he gets put in. Um, mm-hmm. By Casper, I mean Daryl DK. I don't think he comes in. Um, one point that I think Lamb made was the fact that he says Hoppe will be a striker, but throughout the whole Gold Cup, we never used him at that striker position. 
Nope. He mostly played at the left wing. Mm-hmm. No, he did. 100%. So, well, he's not playing left wing now. It's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah, pushed I, it. Yeah, yeah. For sure, he's not playing left wing, but he could. But if you bring him in, are you actually willing to see how he does at the striking position? True. Because we saw how much of a playmaker he is when he's playing left wing or playing. 100%. Even when he was next to Daryl DK against that, um, the second game we played. Martinique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was always playing behind DK. So he was never 100%. like. Your full 100% main striker anytime he was on the pitch. He was always trying to do something else, which I think is kind of a big concern for him when he's, you are talking about starting spot. I do think Mm -hmm. he does get added in, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he'll be more of a, like, it's just hard to tell if he'll be coming as a forward, as a striker, I mean, or as a winger, just because of that one reason. Like, are you willing to try something new at striker? Because we don't know. Could he be better or is he still going to be playing that? drop back false nine formation that because I see him and Sardis have a lot of similarities where they like to play behind and try mm-hmm. to make plays happen through that side. So that's just my own opinion on it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think the, the good thing about Hoppy is he just has so much flexibility to where he can play three to four different positions. He could play on the left. He can play on the right. He could be up front. He could play in the mid. He could be a great cam. We've talked about that. Just kind of how Gio Reyna, uh, could play. I think uh, he could be an excellent cam, but I do think for him, there will be a faster chance for him to get playing time up not at front at the number nine position, just because our winger depth is we have like three to four really good wingers on, on the roster who are above hoppy. If we, because I don't think I don't put him second, I would have Aronson before hoppy on the left wing position. And that's just because Aronson has been playing well to where if we put hoppy at striker, he could potentially be that second guy behind Sergeant or Sabetri, whoever, you know, whatever order that's in. So I think it for him, I think the playing time is going to come uh, centrally for him. I've got Sibichu at number one right now. I, I got to say, um, okay. yeah, what, we've got one striker who's scoring and one striker who's not. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want the guy who's watching the ball go in the goal, honestly. Um, and I kind of mm-hmm. hope he starts the game that we go to against Canada because I'd like yeah. to see Can't him argue with that. One. Yeah. Um, now, I, I kind of just going off what you were saying about Matthew Hoppe, it reminds me a little bit of what we were talking about with Timmy Weah, you know, like a year or so ago. Um, you know, everybody said, he, oh, he's the next striker. And now we're seeing him on the wing for, uh, you know, over in Lille, and he's performing yeah. really well over there. Um, it, it's kind of just like, all right, it's time to move your position. It's obviously you're maybe you're mm-hmm. not finding the minutes that you want. Yeah. Show it elsewhere and you'll get your minutes there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I, and I think that right wing position is definitely up to gra- up for grads between uh, Conrad and Weah. It's going to be one of those two. Um, so it will, it will definitely be interesting. Definitely excited to see this roster come out in a few days and, um, you know, just, just go from there. But I would say, you know, just kind of wrap, you know, the roster up. How about we give our starting 11 for the first World Cup qualifier on the second? Who do you think is going to be in that starting 11? David, I, let's start can, with Oh, Guillermo? Yeah, Guillermo, go start. here 11, man. All right. Guillermo, I know this is a hot 11? take. Beat El Salvador, spicy, do it. This is a spicy pick right here I'm about to give you the guys. Beat El Salvador. But I think Matt Turner starts a keeper. I hope right. so. I like that. <laughs> I think um, I think Brooks and Miles Robinson also get the um, start. I, I, I think the, it's not we – we're not playing a tough opponent. No offense to David being from El Salvador and all, but <laughs> – it, they're not the strongest team we're going to see. So I think maybe yeah. giving Miles Robinson that look of him being at left what could be worth it. You know, mm-hmm. you have Dest and I, I'm going I'm to go with Vines. I mean, I'm not a big Vines fan from the Golden Cup. I mean, I rather would have taken Bello. I think Bello mm-hmm. is better than him in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But 
Baez is not a bad choice neither. And then for midfield, um, since I'm going with a 4-3-3, I would probably say with, um, you know, the, the usual, you know, we'd probably go with Adams, Reyna, McKenzie, and I think Acosta could even come in as a best sub. Mm-hmm. Uh, and forwards, you have Sargent. You know, hopefully um, nothing goes on with our boy Polishik and Kobe doesn't keep him out of the sidelines. Him starting at left wing. And in that right wing, I think, is like you said, it's a toss-up. Um, I'm not really sure who to put there, but Based on just, form, I, I want Conrad. Yeah, yeah, I think Conrad would be the best choice. Mm-hmm. But would he get it? I am not 100% sure because, you know, we talk about how much stuff we want done. But yeah, it's kind of tough when we don't get it. And it's just there's a big way. difference between what we want, uh, depending on what Burhalter wants. Um, so it will be interesting. But, yeah, no, I mean, Matt Turner being in goal, I don't think that's a like, hot take anymore. Like, I think he played <laughs> not, so yeah, well in the goal. Ago, I mean, what are you th- argu- <laughs> he's arguably the number one keeper. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, between these three keepers, he's the only one that's playing week in and week out. Like, he's the only one that plays. Uh, Stefan backs up Horvath transfers and he's in the same position again to where he's still being a backup if not a worse um, position I mean yeah so it's just like he's the only one that's playing uh, I think the center backs uh, will be Brooks Robinson would start depending if they put him on that right side if he's not on the right side we could see Mark McKenzie or uh, Chris Richards anything like that I think the full backs we're gonna have Dest and then Robinson on the left the midfield we agree McKinney uh, Reyna Adams that should be the midfield and then up front, I got Pulisic, Sargent, and Conrad. Yeah, the only the only disagreement that I have with you guys is I think Sibachu is going to start. I, I want to see it. I think um, mm-hmm. it work a lot see better. Um, you know, but before uh, we close things out, just a couple games for you guys to keep the lookout on. Um, you know, in this busy week before we jump into the World Cup qualifiers, Tuesday, Young Boys is going to be playing Ferenc Virus in the World Cup qual- in the sorry in the Champions League qualifiers. See if Sibachu can get into the Champions League. That's at three o'clock. Uh, Wednesday, Salzburg is also at three o'clock, and that's you know Aronson, Aronson trying Aronson. to get into the Champions League. Oh yeah, also which would be sweet. Um, mm-hmm. you got three games on Friday. If and the time breaks down where if you want to watch them all in a row, you can. Venezia at twelve thirty on ESPN Plus. Alaves is at four fifteen. Maybe we see a Matt Miazga cameo, but um, also Dortmund is at two thirty on ESPN Plus. So that you know, just go hang out and catch some games. Uh, Saturday, this is the big one for me. Um. Nottingham Forest against Derby at 7.30. Nottingham Forest lost four games in a row to start the season. I think it's time for a goal to change. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I definitely want to see Horvath. If he gets to start, it's definitely going to help him coming into the camp. In for September. sure. It'd be well-deserved. So that's a big shout. Um, also, if Pulisic's ready, Chelsea Liverpool is on Saturday at 12.30 on NBC. Um, and also just one final game before we close things out. Uh, you know, if you want to watch some Americans play each other, Wolfsburg versus Leipzig on Sunday at 1130 on ESPN plus, you know, get, get to see, uh, at hopefully Adams and, uh, Adams and Brooks run into each other other. a couple of times. I would like to see that. And last stay healthy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, last game of the week, Wednesday night, MLS all-star game, nine o'clock Eastern going to be a ton of players, uh, from the United States out there playing. Uh, Bellow's going to be there. Pepe, Miles Robinson, Walker Zimmerman, Matt Turner, James Sands, Cade Cowell, you know, plenty, plenty of players uh, playing against the Liga and Mekis All-Star. So this will be a diff- little different All-Star game. They usually play like a European side, but actually playing the Mexican team should be pretty awesome. But that's been all for us today. Um, we've been Yanks in Europe, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. See ya.